on social media, if you mention helping women get off birth control, why women should maybe stop taking the pill, you get attacked from people saying you are dangerous for saying something like that. Like, how dare you suggest that a woman not be on birth control? All of these different things where if you step back and you say, so now it is dangerous for a woman to not take a pharmaceutical every day. It's dangerous because heaven forbid she's smart enough to learn about her own body and know how to prevent pregnancy in any other way. If that's not anti-feminine, I don't know what is. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen anderson Abril here with my co-host, Pastor Elliot Anderson. And Love and Life is your place to hear conversations grounded in psych research, psychotherapy, and biblical truth to help us thrive in love and life. Recently, I read a book called Busting Breast Cancer, Five Simple Steps to Keep Breast Cancer Out of Your Body. Because, of course... Like every woman, I'd like to keep breast cancer out of my body. I was completely surprised to learn that step three of the five-step program was to, quote, avoid all birth control drugs and choose hormone-free options instead. I had absolutely no idea that the pill was connected to breast cancer. Did you? Many, maybe even most of my friends have been on the pill at one point in their lives, and I'd never heard any of them mention this as a possible side effect. In fact, I'd never heard them mention really any side effects. But according to the research cited by this author, hormonal birth control causes breast cancer. She writes, quote, Today, Premenopausal women in the U.S. are experiencing an all-time high breast cancer incidence. She goes on to say that, quote, women under 35 years old who are using contraceptive drugs have a 91% higher risk for developing breast cancer than women who use hormone-free contraception. And women under 45 years old who use contraceptive drugs for more than a year are two and a half times more likely to develop triple negative breast cancer compared with women who are not using contraceptive drugs. So obviously this is a huge health concern. And I also wondered if there might be some mental health issues associated with the use of hormonal contraception as well. And then I came across the work of Dr. Leah Gordon on Instagram and I invited her on the program to flesh out all that I had learned from the book and more regarding what actually happens to your personality, to your emotions, to your mental health when you're taking hormonal birth control. Here's a little bit more about Dr. Gordon. Dr. Leah Gordon is a licensed naturopath and functional medicine doctor who specializes in supporting women on their journey toward motherhood. Through her online platform, Womanhood Wellness, she provides guidance for women wanting to break up with birth control, balance their hormones, prepare for pregnancy, conceive naturally, or navigate infertility. As a founding formulator at Needed, co-host of the podcast Healthy as a Mother, course creator and speaker, Dr. Leah combines her personal experiences with hormonal struggles and a challenging six-year journey of male factor infertility, including in vitro fertilization, to empower women in overcoming emotional and physical obstacles along their path toward motherhood. As a side note, Elliot intended to be with us for this conversation, but he had an emergency at Judson University and he had to attend to that. So he's not able to join us, although he was very interested because he has worked with couples who have struggled because of the impacts of hormonal birth control on their relationship. My interview with Dr. Leah Gordon, right after this. Dr. Leah, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We connected on Instagram as so many of us in this space are connecting and finding that common ground. And as a psychologist, I'm deeply concerned with what I consider and what others consider the over-medicalization of Mm -hmm. mental health. And what's related to mental health is our physical health. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes have this mind-body dualism notion, which I think doesn't serve anyone in any capacity. And certainly I'm sure your patients and our clients 
of the Love and Life community, when we continue to have these polarities Mm -hmm. and we fail to recognize that it's all one entity. Yes. That's why I'm a fan of the holistic approach and certainly love speaking with naturopaths and integrative folks. Today, we're talking about hormonal birth control, which Mm -hmm. is most of our community, just so you know, the Love and Life audience is mostly single women who found Mm -hmm. me through my dating relationship work and that sort of thing. So I would assume many of them are on hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. As we know, most people are offered that as just a first course of action. And I don't think that the average American woman, much less the average woman internationally, understands there are some very deep and profound, I don't even know if I want to call them side effects, but realities that accompany being Mm -hmm. on a hormonal birth control. So I would love for you to share some of the things that you would say the average woman doesn't know, but she really needs to know Mm -hmm. to make this decision with full informed consent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You said it perfectly. I feel like to just speak to your previous thing, the mind body connection, it needs another word, right? Because we are all one. And when we talk about hormonal birth control, our hormones play a big role in a connection of those two, your mind and your body. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much our experience of the world as a woman is influenced by our hormones. So the first thing that I would tell anybody (laughs) in relation to hormonal birth control is when you are taking synthetic hormones to stop contraception, which is one of the goals of birth control and, or taking it to quote unquote, support a hormonal imbalance, which I'll get to at a later time, because in my (laughs) opinion, it doesn't do that. Either choice, like women are usually prescribed birth control for either contraception or hormone problems. Both of those situations are greatly influencing your hormones in your body, your hormonal rhythm. And that can drastically change your experience of your life as a woman, both in your physical body and in your mental, emotional body, because they are all connected and our hormones play a role in all of that. So I think first and foremost, I was put on birth control like many other women in their teenage years and just had no idea what it was even doing. I, you just take a pill from your doctor. You don't question it. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what the consequences of that decision might be. And then you don't know all of the things that you might be experiencing, whether that's depression or low libido or gut issues or the whole slew of different things that can come with being on birth control. You have no idea, or you might not even look to to blame the pill or birth control because it's so integrated into your life. You can't even tease it apart. So first and foremost, I think women just need to know that this is a big deal, right? Taking this medication. It's not that I'm anti-birth control. Like there is a time and a place. I have had women who there are unique situations where maybe that's appropriate, but women are not given informed consent in my experience on what it is that they're doing when they make that decision. Absolutely. And they go on it for things like acne. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that no young woman wants to have a face full of pimples. That's very painful for a young woman, for anyone. Yes. But I'm always struck by how it's handed out like candy. Mm -hmm. And there's no real consideration for, like you're saying, the overwhelming impact. It's a massive disruption of your normal way of being. And I would love for you to speak to, uh, just to flesh this out even more, because my understanding is that it can affect your personality. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it can cause mood disorders libido, it can even affect your hormone, your pheromones rather, Mm -hmm. because your body thinks it's pregnant. And so it's not kicking out the right pheromones. And Mm -hmm. and of course, women on the dating scene, we want to kick out the right pheromones because that's related to attraction. And there's a biological reality that we could go into later that our pheromones help us pick a suitable partner Mm -hmm. for procreating. There's levels that are just never considered. Yeah. Yeah. So in that... Let's break all of that down because there's a lot to say. Yeah. For my biggest beef with birth control 
is not necessarily birth control in and of itself. It's how we use it in this country and in our medical system. Just like you said, it is the cure-all or the Band-Aid fix for all of these different hormonal imbalances that women experience, whether that's acne, painful periods, irregular cycles, PCOS, like anything really, you name it. Most of my patients who come to me with hormonal imbalance have been told at some time or another to go on birth control for that problem. Right. And they either have or they are desperately trying to find an alternative because the doctors that they're going to aren't helping them with these issues. They only have the pill. And that is a bigger conversation of the breakdown of our medical system and why people don't know how to treat the root cause. And the other kind of aha moment I really want women to understand is your symptoms are intelligent and they are the language of your body. They are talking to you telling you something's not right. And the analogy I always use in the birth control space is your symptoms are like a fire alarm. When there is a fire, we have fire alarms to alert us that something is wrong, that there's a fire. And taking birth control for these symptoms is analogous to simply taking the batteries out of the fire alarm in the middle of a fire. The annoying beeping goes away your acne might clear up or your painful periods might get better, but you have not actually addressed the fire that led to the symptoms in the first place. And if not addressed, imagine a a building that's burning and you just unplug the fire alarm. The fire is going to keep going. Your your building's going to burn down. Like you haven't solved the problem. And what happens with women and why it's such a disservice to women to treat them this way is I know it's a quick fix and maybe there's a time and a place where you use it for a short period of time while you work on underlying factors. But if those underlying root cause factors are not addressed, if the fire inside of a woman is not addressed that are leading to these symptoms, those will continue and perpetuate to the point that Maybe she does develop severe depression or anxiety or have infertility in the future or have an autoimmune disease or some other thing like cancer, some big thing that the signs and symptoms of those were showing up years ago and we just covered them up with birth control. Outside of contraception, a lot of women, the majority of women in our country are given birth control as a Band-Aid fix, but it's not helping them, in my opinion, it's actually doing more harm than good because we aren't addressing those underlying factors that are still affecting them. So that's one point that I want to speak to. As far as how birth control actually affects the body, it's multifactorial. So there's lots of different theories and thoughts about where our personalities come from and where our thoughts and feelings come from and our emotions. And it's many levels and layers. There's not one thing. It's not where you just born with it. Is it nature versus nurture? Is it your sign? Is it your, there's all these different things in, in that many leveled and complex layered web are your hormones and hormones play a huge role in how you feel. So in the attraction space, in relationship space, for example, in a monthly cycle, when a woman, a monthly cycle is from a period to a period. So typically for most women, that should be a month. There is a really complicated and fascinating increase and surge and reduction and all of these different hormones that happen that lead up to this pivotal moment of ovulation. So for a woman, we, whether you want to have children ever or not, we are designed biologically to reproduce from the moment we have menopause or from the moment we have our first period menarche to when we go through menopause, when we no longer can reproduce and we don't have a period anymore in that time from most women, it's their mid teenage years or early, even preteen years to their forties or even fifties for some women, that entire time we are designed to reproduce whether you ever want a baby or not. And the hormonal shifts and changes that allow that to happen are also what drive a lot of our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, one of which is attraction. So for example, there's a hormone called testosterone that follows sort of the cyclical pattern of estrogen, which is another hormone that plays a huge role in ovulation, which is how we can become pregnant. And it starts lower around our period and it rises and rises and peaks around ovulation at the time when we biologically could become pregnant. 
And for a lot of women, it's around this time that they have more of a drive to be social and more of a drive to connect. Estrogen as well is one of the other hormones that is involved in connection and in wanting to feel flirtatious and feminine and having these feelings of just connecting to their sensuality and to themselves. And these two hormones that surge and peak around ovulation are blunted when you're on birth control. So you don't have that experience of feeling this new shift and change and surge and wanting to go out and date or wanting to be social and do all of these things. It might still be there to some extent, but it's definitely blunted. And for a lot of women, certain birth controls are prescribed to actually block testosterone on purpose because they see that things like acne get better when you take birth controls that block testosterone. But what that does, because you're not actually identifying the root cause of why the body has testosterone in the first place, all it does is it drops your libido so you don't have a drive for sex, you don't have a drive for connection or intimacy. And that's a huge problem for a lot of women. Well, it's a huge problem, especially because you would imagine someone who's on birth control, aside from the acne, but if they're on it as a way to manage their reproduction, they probably are having sex with someone, which now they don't have as much drive to have sex with this person. <laughs> so you're not going to need the birth control pill, really, because now you don't even have a sex I know, exactly. And that honestly happens a lot. And so on the other side of that, so once we get to ovulation, so there's about two weeks, your period, and then a week, your follicular phase that lead up to ovulation, where there's a big drive to reproduce or be connected or whether you end up having sex or want to date or not, you still feel the most alive. You feel the most creative. You're actually in a situation biologically to be really amazing. <laughs> Our hormones allow us to be so creative and productive. It's a great time, like I said, for women, even if they're not having sex around your ovulation to write a book or have go out on dates or do all of these things. On birth control, that is just blunted. It's the same all the time. We'd love to connect with you further via our weekly newsletter. Joining the Love & Life family gets you first access to bonus content and flash sale pricing for books and consultations. And when you sign up, you'll receive Karen's Empowered Dating Playbook or my Empowered Marriage Playbook. Head over to loveandlifemedia.com to join the Love & Life family. The second half of the cycle, after you have had ovulation, there's another hormone that your body makes called progesterone. And progesterone is a chill hormone. It helps to calm you down. It helps to reduce anxiety. It helps to sleep. It helps to just mitigate the effects of stress in your life. And when you have a hormonal imbalance, let's say you're not on birth control, if you have some sort of hormonal imbalance that affects progesterone, you're going to have a really hard time at this time of your cycle. PMS, mood swings, anxiety, sometimes depression, sleep issues, feeling like, you know, you just are on edge and everything affects you a lot. That's because progesterone needs to be in balance to help you feel good. When you take birth control, it stops ovulation. So you don't make any progesterone. You don't make any of your own. Wow. And birth control, most birth controls contain synthetic progesterone called progestin. But progestin does not have the same effects on your mood. It doesn't help with anxiety. It doesn't help with sleep issues or depression or calming down your nervous system. So these women not only don't have the hormones that have them feel good, drive their desire for sex and dating and reproduction, they also have the hormone taken away that helps them feel calm and happy and centered. These women are being given these hormones without being told that that's a factor. And it's so sad. And a lot of women feel, when I was on birth control, I felt apathetic toward everything. I was like numb. I couldn't feel happy. I couldn't feel sad. I felt like very depressed, but just in this place of, I couldn't connect to anything that made me feel like myself anymore. And I just thought I was depressed because I was in college. I didn't even think it was the birth control pill. I had no, no one told me, oh, this could affect your mood. Right. That wasn't told to me at all. I went through years until I went to medical school and learned all of these things that was happening. And this happens to women. Some women start hormonal birth control and feel crazy. They actually feel crazy. They feel depressed. They feel anxious. They feel crazy. And there's many reasons for that. So whether it's 
feeling a numbness or a lack of feelings or feeling crazy feelings, they can all come from birth control because it's completely disrupting the hormones that are put in place to help you in your life in all of these different situations. From your experience, when patients come to you and they hear some of this for the first time, because yeah, life is hard and college mm-hmm. is hard. There's pl- and breakups and mm-hmm. there's plenty of reasons that external factors to go, my depression is due to that mm-hmm. social reality in my life or academic frustrations or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have, if you don't have the understanding that it could be something internally because you're taking the birth control pill, I'm sure that there are some major aha moments for your patients. And what do you, looking at ob physicians who are so quick to pass out birth control without having these conversations with their patients, what do you attribute that to, that they wouldn't have that conversation? Are they unaware too, because it's just become so common? It's just like aspirin at this point. I ask myself these questions every day. <laughs> Not just in the birth control space, and mm. in the, it's in the fertility space too, which is another mm. big focus of my career and my life. I don't think doctors are bad people. Oh. It's not that they wake up every day and they're like, how can I trick my patients? They really believe that they are helping. I've been to medical conferences where the concept of root cause is a different paradigm for some people in that they truly believe if a patient has acne, from testosterone, let's say being high, which I can go into all of the root causes as to why the testosterone would be high. But let's say a patient has acne, they've checked their testosterone in labs and the testosterone's high. Them giving birth control, a type of birth control that blocks testosterone, in their mind, they're a savior. They have found the root cause, which is high testosterone. In my paradigm, that is not the root cause because there's nothing, in my opinion, in the body that requires a synthetic man-made substance to be the root cause. Can medication be helpful? Sure. Is it necessary sometimes? Absolutely. Does certain synthetic medication save people's lives? For sure. But you can't tell me that someone's deficiency in an antidepressant is finding the root cause. Giving them an antidepressant is that's, you found the root cause. No, you didn't. You are giving a Band-Aid and maybe that's necessary. And so I think some of them believe that the work that they're doing, the benefit of them finding this solution for their patient maybe outweighs the risks. Maybe they don't know the risks, even though inside of every birth control is the insert that talks about all of the risks. It is so long And the words are so small that no one reads it. And, you know, when things have happened in the birth control space, like really scary medical conditions that are causing many deaths in young women, all that has really been done in the legislation and in the medical system is to just add another sentence to that ginormously long handout that no one reads. So... A lot of it is the drug reps that go and teach the doctors about the pills and the different medications are not highlighting these because they are trying to do their job, which is they're in the business of selling more pills, selling more medications. So they don't want to scare the doctors as to all of these things that could happen. They probably assume the doctor should do their diligence in learning about it, but they don't because doctors are busy and there's so much to know about everything all of the time. So I think there's a couple levels and layers. I think some people really feel that they're serving their patients. I think some people feel that the benefits outweigh the cons and they just don't care to mention them. And then I think some really don't know. And that is so sad to me because as doctors, the entire reason why we have to get a prescription from a doctor is so that we don't harm ourselves (laughs) as average people just going to an open pharmacy and taking whatever pill and potion we think we need. The role of the doctor is to know what is safe and what is okay, yet they're not doing their job, in my opinion, to keep women safe and to inform them about what could be happening. And I think a lot of women would be shocked to know that you can die from birth control, that women die every year from birth control, that Flying on an airplane with birth control is a really big risk because of blood clots in the legs. And I think the average 15-year-old who's on birth control, it would blow their mind. It's it's not on a commercial on TV. Their friends aren't talking about it. Their doctor didn't tell them. How else would they know? 
they're surely not reading the insert. Who reads that? You know, who reads words you can't even see? You have to get a microscope out to see what it says. It's crazy. It makes me go down that cynical road. I'll share this just a personal experience. And one of the reasons this was on my radar from a young age, I was 17 years old, went to my first OB-GYN appointment. My periods were very irregular. And so the first thing out of her mouth was, we'll put you on birth control. So mm-hmm. I walk, I go home. It was, I was with my mom. I go home. I tell my dad, they're going to put me on birth control. My dad's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I go, mm-hmm. dad, I'm not having sex. I'm no, I don't plan on having sex. I didn't have any plans. And he's, that's not the problem. Right. Not about that. I said, well, what's the problem then? I want to have regular periods. He goes, why? What does it matter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, Your body just started having a period a couple of years ago. It's sorting itself out. It'll get there. Mm-hmm. He's, do you understand the connection between doctors and pharmaceutical companies? Of course, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 17 years old. All I care about is my prom date. No, I do not understand. <laughs> but so I got a little lecture that yep. day about that rep, at, to your point, who's mm-hmm. come in and has wine and dined the doctor. Mm-hmm. And again, this to many people outside of maybe some of the spaces that you and I travel in, this seems very conspiratorial or you oh, don't trust yeah. any of these institutions that we should be trusting. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I was taught to be very suspect of Mm -hmm. big money making institutions like Big Pharma. And of course, Mm -hmm. that has infiltrated my philosophy as a psychologist to the Prozac antidepressants, some of the things you spoke to a moment ago. Mm -hmm. But I I feel so thankful, Mm -hmm. so thankful, Dr. Leah, that my father taught me. I know. And to this day, I go to the doctor and they'll be like, we'll prescribe this and that and the other. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I may go to just get a diagnosis okay, did I have, is this a bacterial infection? Is this a virus? That sort of thing. Is it strep throat? But I don't necessarily take anything. (laughs) Most of the time, I I never even fulfill the subscription. I know. And and it's amazing that you had that influence early in your life. I also had an experience of a, it's a paradigm shift, right? So if people are unfamiliar with a paradigm, it is how you see the world. And this is, if we go back to the fighting that ensued during COVID and all of that, it's because people live in different paradigms. Yep. And if you're not living in the paradigm of your neighbor, it literally seems like you are seeing two completely different things because you are. And you as a psychologist know all about this and that our beliefs shape the things we see and they yep. shape, it reinforces our beliefs about different things. And so until you've had a paradigm shift, until someone has taken off the rose-colored glasses, until you have realized that the world is round and not flat, everything in that lens is a certain way. So if you are a young woman who goes to the doctor and in your paradigm, doctors, institutions, the FDA, the pharmaceutical industries, they are all here for our highest and best good and they're all doing everything to support us. But you're not going to even question it. You're not going to question right. it. You're not going to question the pill or the drug or not. This couldn't hurt me. No one would ever allow this to be approved if this could hurt me. No one would ever give this to me as a young person if, if there were risks. Like that's what people believe. And this can be extrapolated to other things outside of even birth control. Unfortunately, once you've had a paradigm shift and have seen the other side, you realize that's not always the case. And There are many things, if you really want to understand this more, you go back into the history of medicine, the history of medicine in our country, the history of allopathic or conventional medicine, the history of the pharmaceutical industry, the history of birth control. If you're a history person, when you go back to why is it like this? Why are women being prescribed the pills without being told anything about all of this stuff? It's all in the history. It's very clear. There was a time at the turn of our last century in this country when a few more powerful people went around to decide which of the healing modalities is the most profitable. And that's what I'm going to pour money into because no one makes money when you give herbs that grow in the ground. No one makes money when you tell someone how to eat better and how to meditate. No one's making money from that. People make money from patented products that you can't get anywhere else that you can control. It's And it's not that person maybe had this evil plan of like, I'm going to destroy every woman in the country. It's like they're all a cog in this greater wheel yes. that is, is just out of control at this point, in my opinion. And women, in my experience, are being harmed more than almost any other kids too. I mean, everyone is. <laughs> but women are are really getting the short end of this stick. They really are. 
If you're interested in processing further as you align your mind, body, and spirit, we're here for you. Head over to loveandlifemedia.com and click on the Work With Us tab. There you can book individual or couples sessions. Or sign up for one of our support groups. Purchase one session or a multiple session package. We'd love to work with you. Sign up at loveandlifemedia.com. And to speak a little bit more in depth about the history, I was just writing down some notes to prepare for our conversation. And I was thinking about how the pill has been framed to women mm-hmm. as this liberating force. Right. So if you are anti the pill in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. which I think we're both saying we are somewhat anti the pill yep. <laughs> for these reasons we've spoken to today. Mm-hmm. That means you're anti-feminist. Mm-hmm. You want to keep in and shackles. I don't know. I never watched the handmade sale, whatever that was, but mm-hmm. yeah, you want to go back to the days of women having to be subservient. And I'm thinking, no, actually the exact opposite. Yeah. How are we empowered as women if we put things in our body and we don't even have any idea of the harmful effects? You talk about death. Do I don't know any woman that I've ever encountered that thinks that there's a possibility when she pops her birth control pill that she could die. Or I just was reading a book called Busting Breast Cancer. Main correlations between breast cancer is the hormonal birth control. Correct me if I'm wrong or speak more to this. I'm sure you know way more about this than me. But I was reading the book and I didn't realize that Americans have way more breast cancer than other countries that are similar in other ways, other Western countries. And because one of the reasons, according to this author, is because we just go straight to hormonal birth control. Yeah. No, it's true. And yeah, the history is so interesting. There's actually a great book called The Birth of the Pill, which if anyone is interested in learning more about this is a great book. But I agree with you. And when we talk about some of these bigger concepts of those who are maybe profiting off of different situations in our world, we come back to the media and to the propaganda and to the cultural programming that exists around it. And it is very clear and obvious when it comes to birth control. For example, on social media, if you mention helping women get off birth control, why women should maybe stop taking the pill, you get attacked from people saying you are dangerous for saying something like that. Like, how dare you suggest that a woman not be on birth control? All of these different things where if you step back and you say, so now it is dangerous for a woman to not take a pharmaceutical every day. It's dangerous because heaven forbid she's smart enough to learn about her own body and know how to prevent pregnancy in any other way. If that's not anti-feminine, I don't know what is, that they think that we are so stupid and (laughs) incapable of learning about our own body, of knowing when there is a true problem, whether it's a hormonal issue or how to prevent pregnancy, that we can't do that on our own, that we are so dumb, so uneducated, so whatever they think that it is dangerous for us to not be on a pharmaceutical that we have to take every single day of our lives. When people say that being anti-birth control is being anti-woman, I am just blown away by that. And there's nothing that I can say to that other than you have been fed the propaganda from the pharmaceutical industry because there's nothing more anti-woman than disempowering a woman to learn about her own body. And at the time, if we go back to history, and I love history, and a lot of things can be, because people are like, why is it that way? And a lot of it is just because history and then those get in control and don't release control is really what happens. And at the time when the birth control pill was invented in the middle of the last century around the 1950s, we actually didn't understand hormones very well. And it would have been harder at that time without the internet and without other various forms of educating the public to maybe get across to the average woman how to prevent pregnancy naturally because they didn't even really fully know. We know now. We know now. We know more than we have ever known. And we have ways to educate and teach women more than we ever have before. Most women who are going to get birth control pill are in front of a doctor. They have the opportunity to not only teach them these other options, but at the bare minimum, if they put them on the pill, should at least be telling them how to prevent a lot of the complications from it. They should be giving them a prenatal or a multivitamin to counteract the depleted nutrients that the birth control pill creates or something as simple as there's no longer an excuse that we don't know. (laughs) 
Women don't have the ability to know. Maybe that was the case in the 1950s and women were desperate for contraception and they wanted to join the workforce or whatever. It served its time and its place, perhaps, if you want to go down that route of allowing women to do different things. But we can have that freedom as women now without being medicated our life away. But the industry is not going to release that control. What a brilliant model that every healthy woman on the planet has to take a pill every day for the rest of their life. That's a really good business model. No one's going to let that just go away because they're like, we could just educate them instead. (laughs) What person in a business meeting for the pharmaceutical industry is going to say, yes, let's focus on educating women so they don't have to take our pill that they take every single day for 20 years. No one's going to do that. And it sucks because we as women have to do it. And us as alternative practitioners and women advocates have to fight not only that agenda, but also, in my opinion, the suede feminist agenda that somehow educating women about their bodies is anti-feminine. It just blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. To whoever was in that boardroom and was able to align that women popping a pill that they know nothing about is somehow empowered and that's going to be the feminist talking point. Way to go. Yeah. And play it on their end. I know. Seriously. And I want to speak to that, that there, like I said, there might be a time and a place for it, but women who want to have a choice, like we should be given a choice. We should be given as women, this is your option with birth control. And these are all of the things that can happen. And these are your options. If you don't like, yes, there is a a chance that if you're drunk in college, having random sex with people that you could get pregnant. And if you're not going to have the responsibility as a woman to know how to protect yourself in other ways, like maybe you're not a good candidate for that. But so many women feel so hurt when they find out about this information that like me, I would have had the capacity even in college to prevent my own pregnancy. If someone had taught me how to support my own hormones, if someone had taught me how without having to take a pill that destroyed my libido and destroyed my life for so many years, I would have wanted that choice and I wouldn't have chosen it, but I wasn't given that choice. And so many women are not given that choice. And that's the problem. It's not necessarily that the pill exists. It's not necessarily that some women want to take it because some maybe do, but women should be able to choose. And we are not given that choice. We are basically just shuttled into the system blindly and then deal with the repercussions later. And it makes me mad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too, which is why I wanted you to come on the program and share this. Because again, I just think that there is a lack of information to present women with that full to your point, the full range of options. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm all about empowering women, men, couples. I want to empower everybody. <laughs> but we are not empowered when we don't have information. Right. We, we just don't. We right. aren't. We, it's impossible. Our satisfaction and joy in life is directly related to our satisfaction and joy in our relationships. Elliot and I are here to help. We'd love to design a workshop, seminar, or weekend retreat for your organization. We'll bring the psych research, of course, along with over 60 years of combined experience in psychotherapy. We'll share science-based therapeutic techniques within the context of a Christian worldview. We can level up in our relationships. Contact our producer, Tim May, at tim at loveandlifemedia.com to book us. So let's speak a little bit then to someone who may want to look at some of these other options. Mm-hmm. And what would you advise as far as maybe they want to stop taking the pill? Is this something they have to taper off? I don't, because I know with antidepressants and anti-anxiety, some of those medications, people sometimes become, to your point, they have that paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. They want to change. But to pull yourself off certain medications dramatically is not always wise because physiologically you've become accustomed to it. What do you recommend for women who might want to consider some other options? Yeah. So I have a unique perspective on breaking up with birth control. I have a whole (laughs) program on this. So if anyone is listening to this and curious, it is my approach as much as possible. Once you've decided, okay, I'm ready to break up with birth control, whether that's because you want to start a family or because you're done being on the pill or you want to balance your hormones naturally, whatever your reason, I always suggest for my patients and anyone in my programs to do as much of the things that we would do to help balance your hormones naturally 
before you pull the pill. Because let's say you were prescribed birth control because you had a fire going on, okay? And that fire was resulting in painful periods. Maybe you have some acne, maybe you have some gut issues. There's some stuff going on, right? And you were maybe prescribed the pill for that. If you don't address those root cause issues like your diet, like your nutrient status, your microbiome, how you're living your life, how much sleep you're getting, the types of foods you're eating, you know, the toxins in your personal care products and in your life. If you don't address these root cause issues that are what lead to hormonal imbalance and those symptoms, when you pull the pill, you're pulling the pill, you're basically plugging a fire alarm back into a building that's on fire. Mm. So it doesn't mean that you have to have zero fire <laughs> before you pull the pill, but I'm a big fan of getting these things in place, especially things that can take time to learn, like, you know, how to eat, how to sleep. Give yourself three months to start to orient yourself to how to have a better life, how to have a healthier life, get on a good quality prenatal or multivitamin to replenish the nutrients that birth control depletes so that you set yourself up for the best environment. When you pull the pill, you aren't basically like struggling in this depleted fire laden body. You're actually pulling the pill in a really calm place. And in so doing your transition off of birth control is much easier. It doesn't mean it's impossible. A lot of women who let's say have that burning fire, they have underlying imbalances that led to hormonal birth control in the first place. If you just pull the pill cold turkey, you might just have more symptoms and more issues once your hormones start coming back online. So imagine it like a factory, right? You have hormones that should be working in this beautiful hormonal orchestra factory every month. That's what a normal woman should have. If something's off with it, you have symptoms, okay? When you take birth control, you basically shut down the factory. <laughs> it's just like not working. It's just that, that, that all, you fire all the people, nothing's happening. <laughs> right. If you imagine this factory and you're like, okay, I'm ready to pull the pill. I'm ready to open the doors to this factory. If you just don't go in the factory, you don't oil anything, you don't hire staff, you don't clean it up. You just literally open the doors and you're like, we're ready to work again. There's going to be problems, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, it would be better to hire staff, clean up the factory, oil all the things, make sure everything's functioning well, get it as good as possible so that when you open the doors, it's going to work a lot better and everything's going to go a lot smoother and you won't have catastrophes as much. So that's my approach to breaking up with birth control. However, if you've already done it, like I said, you just want to rebalance. And there's a lot of underlying root cause factors that you want to work on to get your body to the place where you are in balance. And then there's specific things. Let's say you are that person with high testosterone, acne, maybe PCOS. There are things that you can do naturally to support that. So layer number one is get your body as optimal as you can before pulling the pill, then pull the pill. If you have hormonal issues after the fact, maybe you do have some other underlying issue like an insulin issue, which is often underlying PCOS and high testosterone and acne, then you can work more heavily on that once your hormones are back online and you're seeing what's going on. The unfortunate problem is if you go to your conventional doctor, they literally don't know how to help you balance your hormones. They literally don't know how. They don't know how. They maybe want to. They don't know how. They only know how to use the pill. They aren't taught in nutrition or herbal medicine or how to understand the connectedness of the gut microbiome and the brain and how everything is connected with your hormones. We're so segmented in our medical mm. system now that if you have a gut problem, you don't go to your endocrinologist who deals with hormones. They are going to refer you to all of these different specialists. No one connects all the pieces. And unfortunately, we are a connected being where everything is connected. So mm -hmm. you have to know how to support that. And there are lots of people that are out there doing that. But to go to your conventional doctor and get help after the pill, unfortunately, they're just going to say go back on the pill. But I, what I want women to know is that you have so many other options and that is not your only, that is not the only thing that you need to be presented with. And I love that you have a program and is this something that people can sign up like on your website to go yep. online? Is this a virtual thing where they can walk through it with you? Or is it a group format? How do you, the breaking up with birth control program? It, anyone can do it at any time on their own. Sometimes I do live launches where I take a group through it, but right now, if in between a live launch, you can just do it on your own. I have a landing page called breakupwithbirthcontrol.com. 
And yeah, that's basically a comprehensive program to help you balance your hormones, get everything situated to before you pull the pill, after you pull the pill, rebalancing everything and getting your body. It's the thing that all women need, right? It's what I wish every woman was given when they're a teenager or any time in their life if they have any sort of issue or problem because a lot of what it takes to support women isn't really that complicated. It just takes time to learn it. And unfortunately, doctors in the way that our medical system is designed with insurance pay and everything, they don't have the time. It takes a little bit more than five minutes to teach someone how to balance their hormones and change their lifestyle. So it's no wonder why it happens. But unfortunately, women are just getting screwed. Yeah. But we're empowered. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) So it strikes me as you're talking about this and yeah, bringing in the insurance element, which is, of course, in my field as well, where insurance will pay for an antidepressant, but they'll only pay for maybe 12 sessions with a Mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral therapist. So Mm -hmm. this is something that's part of our our American medical system that I also take a lot of issue with. I'm sure you do as well. Mm -hmm. So when a woman comes into you, again, as I'm thinking about some of the other elements of pushback that might be there because of some of the messaging that they've already internalized, we talked about that a bit earlier as well. I'm sure women say to you things like, I can't just change my diet. Like just nutrition is, it's good. Yeah, get your vitamins and minerals, but it's not gonna make that big of a difference. Mm -hmm. And so as you're talking about some of these things, what sort of ways can women, and maybe not even just regarding the birth control pill, but what sorts of things are important for women for having that hormonal balance that we all want and to live our lives in an optimal fashion? And I'm sure this changes throughout the course of the life cycle, Mm -hmm. certainly, but also that gut microbiome is a term that I hear a lot recently. Can you flesh that out just because it's a term I'm hearing a lot, but I don't think I fully understand what that means. Totally. So yeah, to speak about diet, we are literally what we eat. And every single thing that you see, your hair, your skin, the bones that help you walk around, the vision that you have with your eyes, all of it is because of what you eat. Either a building block that builds the physical structure or the nutrients needed to make the cogs work to help you take that step, to help you open your eyes, to help your heartbeat. Every single thing in your body requires and is built upon and functions because of what you eat. So when people say you are what you eat, it is literally that. (laughs) And so if you eat junk, if you eat junk food, your body will experience junky functioning. And for optimal health, optimal hormonal balance, feeling good, having regular periods, having optimal fertility, if that's something that's important to you, all of these things require good nutrition. So for example, let me just paint a picture. Getting the proper nutrients are important. Think things from vi- or from fruits and vegetables and clean animal proteins and nuts and seeds and all of these things are important. But for an example of how diet is impactful, certain foods can cause inflammation in the body. Imagine inflammation like you're on fire, okay? We've used that analogy of you're on fire. Inflammation is basically like you're on fire on the inside. And when you're on fire, your body doesn't like it and it tries to get your attention with symptoms, whether that's painful joints or acne or bloating or diarrhea or constipation or whatever. Let's just use acne as an example because this is super common. Certain foods like processed sugar, let's say, and dairy, okay? These are very two very classic foods. Processed sugar and dairy. So what do we have processed sugar and dairy? And let's imagine a Dairy Queen ice cream blizzard, okay? (laughs) It is conventional dairy with tons of processed sugar. If you eat something like that and your body uniquely is not liking it, it will start to go on fire, okay? It will start to create inflammation. Inflammation is an underlying factor in things like acne. So a woman who has acne might go to her conventional doctor, say, I have acne, help me. And they give her the birth control pill. When in fact, if that doctor had said, hey, let's maybe remove conventional dairy and processed sugar from your diet for a while and see if that makes a difference, more than likely, if this is pretty common, it's not that every single woman reacts to to dairy and 
sugar, but it's very common. So let's just say more than likely she does that. Let's say she takes a break for a month from dairy and sugar. It is very likely that her acne clears up completely on its own without any birth control, without anything else. The power of the diet is so impactful when it comes to painful periods. If your body is eating inflamed foods like processed meats and lots of chips and cookies and anything that's in packages and bags, things that you find at gas station, in the gas station, convenience stores, those things cause fire on the inside. Fire causes acne, it causes painful periods, it causes insulin issues, which can lead to irregular cycles and PCOS. So what you choose to eat greatly impacts you, not only on giving your body the nutrients it needs, but also on not having fire (laughs) versus eating things like lots of vegetables and fruit, wild-caught salmon, grass-fed meat. These all dampen the fire. They all reduce inflammation. So that's the diet piece. And now I'm blanking and can't remember the second part of your question. That microbiome. Oh, the microbiome. Yes. So the microbiome is all of the bacteria and little critters that we share our body with. It might be news to you that we are actually 10 times more bacterial cells than human cells. So for every human cell, which are so tiny, you can't even see them. We have trillions and trillions of cells. There are 10 times more bacterial cells living everywhere on our skin, in our mouth, in our digestive tract, in our vaginas, everywhere inside of us. And the collection of all of that is called the microbiome. The types of bacteria that are present might be different for you than they are for me. They might be different for a person who just took an antibiotic, which kills bacteria, than it is for someone who eats a lot of fermented food, which is good bacteria. So your diet, your lifestyle, and your exposures can change your microbiome. The types of bacteria present can either cause fire, they can cause inflammation and disease, or they can cause health. They can lead to feeling happy and making happy neurotransmitters and helping your hormones be balanced. So the types of bacteria that you have in your gut in particular really impact your mood, your ability to digest your food, how your gut health is, whether you have good bowel movements or not, your ability or your propensity toward disease like autoimmune diseases or cancers. It affects everything. For example, This is another classic case where a woman has painful periods. It's a classic reason why women are put on birth control. More often than not in every situation, but often when I'm seeing someone with painful periods, they have a dietary issue causing inflammation and they have a microbiome imbalance, meaning they have some bad bacteria. There's more bad bacteria in their gut than good. So we use herbs and diet and other things, but a lot of it is herbs to help reduce the bad guys and bring up the good guys with probiotics and fermented food and eating lots of fiber and all of these things so that the bacteria that cause the fire in the body go away and the bacteria that make you happy, you have more of them. Mm -hmm. So naturally you can eliminate someone's painful periods just by working on diet and the microbiome. It's amazing. It's like magic. It's not easy as taking a pill every day, but you also don't have a raging fire that's going on in your body that might, as a young person, let's say you're in your twenties, you might be like, I don't care if I have a fire. I just want to take this pill. It's really hard. And because of how the brain develops that like, you might not be able to think ahead, but if there's anything I could tell young women, if having a family is any remotely on your mind, if you want to be a mom someday, even if it's like 10, 15 years from now, if you do not address these symptoms now, the saddest thing I see is women who try to start having a baby later in life and they can't because no one helped address their issues. No one helped address their fire. They were given a pill to cover it up for their whole life until they stop the pill and they're told they can get pregnant and they can't because they have raging fires going on inside of them that we could have addressed early on. It, it makes me so sad and I don't want that for anybody. Well, that leads then to the whole... IVF industry. (laughs) And honestly, I think I'll have to, if you're willing to come and address that, because certainly a lot of the women in my community, like me, will be marrying later that they found me because they're single single longer than they expected. And then they will maybe ushered into IVF. And they, again, whether that is the only solution for them or not, depending on their age, there are realities, there is a clock 
Totally. But I'm sure that there are many nutrition interventions, the gut microbiome, as you're speaking to, that could support their hormones to get them. And again, unfortunately, they probably haven't been supported if they've been mm-hmm. on the pill for all these years and just gone with that paradigm as we've been talking about. But I'm sure there are things they can do that they, again, aren't probably being told at that fertility clinic no. that can support their efforts even in their later years to try to become pregnant. Absolutely. To me, the fertility industry, and I can speak about it because I had to do it. We had to do IVF for my husband and I to conceive because of male factor. I've been through that system and I can tell you right now it's really broken and I wouldn't be a mom without it. I'm grateful for it. And most people shouldn't be doing it. And it's not needed for most people that are being shuttled that way. For some, yes, it is, but it's because our system is broken. And again, women are paying the price, have to inject themselves with these hormones in their bellies and going through rounds and rounds of failed transfers and heartache and loss. And it is heart-wrenching. And why I just want to scream at the top of my lungs <laughs> and why my business, Womanhood Wellness, focuses on birth control and fertility is because to me, they are the same. They are the same manifestation of quick fixes, not getting to the root cause, not helping women on this underlying factor because the underlying thread for all of it is the same. A a hormonally balanced woman is a fertile woman, whether you want a baby right now or not. We are not machines that we are we are dangerous if we don't take a pill to control our hormones that we then need to go scientifically create babies later in life. If we had just helped ourselves or if doctors had helped us or if the whole system was set up differently, women would not be suffering along our entire reproductive journey. It's so messed up. It's so messed up and it it is a continuation of it all. The underlying message of both birth control and hormones and fertility are the same. And that's why I'm like, why do I do both of those things? Because they're my passions and they're connected. They're all connected. It is all a, a bastardization of our reproductive system. And if we were just empowered and knew of other ways and had support in other ways, then the whole world, I think, would be different. And it's my soapbox. <laughs> hey, hey, I hop up on it all day long, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's why I wanted to invite you to share with my community, with our community. And I just really appreciate your time. So womenswellness.com, that's your website you're saying? W- womanhood. Yep. So womanhoodwellness.com. Okay. And then the they can go straight to the breakupwithbirthcontrol.com page. Interested in that? Yep. And then anything else? You have a podcast, so share anything else. What? Well, how people can connect with you and learn yeah, more? Yeah, my best friend and other naturopathic doctor, Dr. Morgan McDermott, and I co-host the Healthy as a Mother podcast. So just healthy <laughs> as a mother. I know. I love it. <laughs> so fun. It's on becoming and being a mother. It's alternating every other week, fertility, and then stuff around supporting pregnancy. So my stuff's all on fertility and women's health. And I'm on Instagram at Dr. Leah Gordon, all one word, no punctuation. And I have a bunch of free things. If you are in the fertility space, I have a free quiz on my website where you can find your fertility type and get a bunch of free tips. If you're in the birth control space, I have freebies for you. If you're hormones, all of that. So check it all out at womanhoodwellness.com slash free. I've got a ton of stuff for you guys. Fantastic. Thanks again so much. Really appreciate this conversation. Of course. We thank you so very much for joining us and sharing a portion of your day with us. We hope that you're feeling more informed, more educated, more empowered in your mind, body, and spirit. We will continue to provide holistic approaches to leveling up in love and life. Our relationships can't thrive if we aren't fully aware of everything that we are putting into our bodies and understanding the impact of food, nutrition, and certainly any kind of medications that we are taking. Be sure to head over to loveandlifemedia.com to sign up for our newsletter so that you can stay in touch. We've been a little spotty on social media. I've been taking a massive break. 
and uh, we'll get back there. But for now, please stay connected with us that way and let us know if we can help you out in any way. Any questions? We want to be sure that this program addresses exactly what you want to hear and the concerns that you have regarding love and life. And until next time, make it a great week. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abram. 